Welcome to the inaugural episode of Scratch That Itch. I well, actually, how do you say it? Do you say itchio or itch.io? Uh, I actually forget the dot and I just go itchio. Itchio. But okay, th- I don't think that that would be correct. It'd be itch.io or eo. Right. Well, c- I feel like th- this is. This is like we're getting into some deep stuff already. Yeah, this is um the first call of business at this point because if like we actually aren't on an agreement of what the actual show and or website is called, I've, <laughs> I but I feel like I've only ever heard people say, oh well no I've heard both ways. This is yeah. the thing. itchio the, or itch dot This is a classic uh gif gif gif. Uh, but, but I mean to be fair, the guy who made gif says it's gif. Yeah, but the but the world says it's gif. Because uh, in the same way, it's like you say giraffe, not giraffe. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Well, it's definitely itch. That's just yeah, a itch. given. It's itch dot <laughs> How itch dot eo. It sounds like, like if you say eo, it just reminds me of like old McDonald. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And on that farm, he had an itch. I-E-I-E-I-O. Oh yeah, yeah. I O. Yeah. Um. I think that's why I default to it. Maybe uh, because you're a baby. That's the only way I learned. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think the pun only works if it if you pronounce the dot E O or I O. Mm. We'll leave it up to the fans. Yes. <laughs> Send it to our PO box. Yeah, uh, we, we've definitely got one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and we'll force the creators to change their own <laughs> website's title to the correct one. <laughs> exactly. We're we're going to start a petition on change.org to get the name no, a change. Ch- change.org? <laughs> change.org. Orgy? <laughs> I think that's a correct... Uh, change.org. <laughs> change the orgy. Please change that orgy. The people you've invited are disgusting and their keys are gross. I don't want to touch those things in the I, bowl. I love that idea of that be the only complaint where it was like, oh yeah, the stranger mindless fucking was fine, but those keys were nasty. Did you see the keychains they had? Oh my god! Yeah, can we just get that dropped in a glass of vinegar for a hot second or something like that? Surely, if you're at a key party and you pull out a set of keys, you're immediately judging that person based yeah, on that. Yeah, I right? wonder if there are tells. I just like the idea of like pulling out an old janitor's like massive key ring full of like old keys and you're yeah. like, huh? And you're scanning around the room. You just see this old decrepit janitor going, hello. And this key is already covered in mayo. I don't <laughs> understand. I mean, he's got to keep it somewhere and he keeps yeah. his sandwiches for work in his pocket. That, yeah, that does feel like a power play. The Everyone's just pulling the keys out of their pockets and then one guy... Pulls out a jar and undoes the lid and pulls out a sopping wet pile of keys on a ring. Oh. Just drops it in there like, Jesus yeah. Christ. I mean, who's up? Here's the thing. Like, if you pull out a set of keys at one of those parties and it just has like a key ring that just says like live, laugh, love on it. I feel like you just have to like turn around and leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like that would just not be... Well, it's also like technically... That's an orgy, right? Yeah. It's just a key party version of it. Yeah. We've really gotten off track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. So, sorry. <laughs> first of all... you got to get it out. Oh, welcome to itch.io. Yep. Um, 
a podcast uh, about uh, finding not necessarily the worst or the best, but just sort of like more inspirational sort of material for us. Mm. Like, you know, we are both gamers and then aspiring game makers in certain different uh, aspects of our lives, mm. Tra- mm. making board games or digital games and things like that. And as well as people who love to dredge up the dreckiest things mm. and consume them in most media. Yep. And so we thought that a good medium point between that, trying to find inspiration for stuff, but also trying to find just the worst stuff to play and make fun of would mm. probably be to delve into itch.io. Yeah. So let us like run us through the the rules that we've sort of set up for ourselves for this sort of podcast and like how we sort of choose the things that we're playing. Yeah. So basically um, the premise of the podcast is to sort of run through this uh, cavalcade of different creations from different creators. Uh, so many different games on this resource of itch.io and um Basically, we set uh, a prompt word for the other person, so Nick to I and I to Nick, um, and then we search for those games. That's Stu, by the way. We didn't introduce ourselves. I'm Nick. Oh, hi. Yeah, and I'm Stu. Now you can tell our voices apart. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> now that we are one. Oh, um, wouldn't that be fucked if we just kept going with the episode and just like... <laughs> consistently started just doing different voices to confuse people. Yeah, actually, I want to go back to the key party. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, the premise is that we uh, give each other a prompt keyword to search using the search function on each other, which gives you a swathe of games created by different people of different skill sets and expertise. And we go through, we select uh, one or a few, we play them, review them, and then give our thoughts. And these can kind of vary in... Like drastically from from pen to paper to digital, um, and we basically just select one and then, uh, yeah, see how it goes. Yeah, the only caveat we gave ourselves based on that is that it, it has to be free. Yeah, you know, like uh, you know, if we're going to invest in this, I mean, here's the thing: it makes us feel seem a little bit stingy. Mm. I th- I was thinking that before, but it's also like. You know, if we're going to be doing weekly episodes of this, then it's probably going to start yeah, getting think, really expensive. I think as as a uh, as we go, we might, um, you know, get sent games by different people or that kind of thing, or have a little pool Possibly. Uh, to purchase some. But for the initial, we just wanted to see sort of what people were willing to put out for free and what people can consume for free. Yeah. Um, and I mean, this is the thing about itch.io. It's like such a huge well of just like different people at different skill levels making different stuff mm. that there's surely enough free things on there for us to go through with these different prompts. And just find interesting things to talk about. Mm, mm. So um, we'll set off with. Um, I'll say your things, Stu. Because yeah, sure. I gave you this week the prompt of beans. Yes, my prompt was beans. Um, and so uh, yeah, I searched beans. I I had a little bit of a scroll. It definitely as a prompt word delivered so did itch.io the moment i typed in beans beans is all i got um as a test i clicked on one that was just called uh beans of the wild which was a a breath of the wild clone with a bean it so it claimed to be but it was just sort of an empty void green space with a square waterfall that shoots you upwards and you're just 
basically a large blue pill with a, a sword <laughs> and a shield, and uh, you can move around to jump, um, and and that and that was it. Uh, and so I thought, okay, well, this is sort of, it's a game, but it felt more like a test. And so as I was going through, continue, um, I found one that uh, leapt out to me called Bean Guys. Um, it had really cool art style, uh, and it was an entrance into a game jam, which is a thing that happens on each show a lot. There's just like I'll, heaps of I, creators. Yeah, I'll come assume together. that most of the time, uh, the things that we find that are probably of quality will be things that are being in, in, entered into game jams, and depending on which game jams they are, it's like they're varying in like length, of course. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because there's uh, generally like a time constraint or yeah. something like that. Like the teams of people that make these things are. Sure, you'd hope that the people who yeah. are listening to this would understand what a game jam is. Yeah, yeah, we're we're, we're assuming that people are people who aren't gamers. Are... We're putting on our radio pants and getting some uh, explanations <laughs> out there for all of you people out there who don't know what game jams are. Yeah, oh, uh, but uh, <laughs> made myself feel so gross. Uh, you know, that's radio. This is radio. Uh, in but, um, some form. Yeah, so I played Bean Guys, um, which the. Uh, I guess the promo sort of synopsis for it is become one with the beam, assimilate body parts, and defeat waves of enemies. I just and, really uh, like that, become one with the beam. Well, that's sort of what drew me in. It definitely had this really cool art style. You know, it has this sort of amalgamated form of organs spelling the word bean and then just guys <laughs> in iron. And it just said become the bean and had a few screenshots. And I was like, all right, sweet. Um, uh, there was a five-person team on it. Uh, with uh, user by the name of Cake Prediction doing programming, Jason Tom Lee, animation and VFX, which was really good, uh, Just Frederick for art, uh, Fail Positive for music, and Victor R. Krauss for sound effects. Um, the game itself, it looks a hell of a lot like... it's So, so it's a 2D shooter um, where you just fight waves of enemies that come from either the left or the right. Right. Um, really fine pixel art so you can sort of see the pixels but it's very smooth um coloring is great and that's what sort of stood out to me immediately um because it looks like worms but with a slightly more kind of quirky gross upfront um it, it, art it, style to as it. soon as you said that and i'm like oh worms beans 2d yeah yeah, like, yeah gotcha totally. okay um so it's very much that but fighting in real time, not turn-based. You start out as a small, muscular bean man in a room, and you get a choice of uh, three weapons in front of you. Okay. And you choose a weapon. might be a knife, might be a fish, could be a gun. Okay. Um, and they function pretty much the same, where you just click to use them. Um, then it drops you in this screen, where waves of similar-looking enemies come at you, some with or without weapons uh, early on. Mm. Um, you kill them... Some of them explode. Other ones don't, and their bodies stay around. And you have an ability to just called... It's just called assimilate. You hold a button, a radius appears around you, and it draws in um, these dead bodies, which randomly attach to you and change your shape. This, this is the thing. The famous thing about beans is they always yeah. assimilate in a Katamari-like fashion. Yeah, yeah. As we all know... Beans do this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Beans are like the opposite of Highlander and there always must be more. I don't know why this was the hill I'm dying on because you were saying like a muscular bean with a fish, it potentially. <laughs> I was like, go on. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, all right, I can see that. And How then. Have you know, beans are solitary. 
They 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 do not it's a, find a mate in, in life. No, no, they, it's it's called a tin of individuals. Oh, I love that band. Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> that's good. No, it sounds like Brunswick. Ah, oh, the sound of Brunswick. Tin uh, of individuals. Come to the tote for it. <laughs> tin of individuals. It's a Melbourne joke. It's a Melbourne joke. Yeah, it's a Melbourne thing. We're in Melbourne. Um, yeah, where people drink cans of beans. You guys won't get it. It's like, yeah. you know, when they started doing like black magics up here and stuff, and then it finally trickled its way yeah. over to you, some, like other places with coffee culture. <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd, think it, you'd think in Melbourne it'd be about coffee beans. That's where you're wrong. It's actually about legumes. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, um, is a coffee bean not a... No, oh, no, true. Actually, or, no, it'd be... A, or is it a pulse? Think, oh, God, I can't even remember. It's like a fruit pip or something like that. I think oh. coffee bean is... Look, it's in a pod. No, it's in a pod, isn't it? I think it's in a small fruit. It's almost like a... Weird cherry. Is it like a seed? Yeah. But it's, it's called a referred bean. Referred to a bean. Refer oh. to the bean. <laughs> That's what my wife said last <laughs> night. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. But uh, the game, then you can. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking really moving on fast from that one. Yeah, well. Uh, yeah. I got a bomb at some point. Uh, uh, that's right. Throw some more keys in, <laughs> in the mayo jar. But um, yeah, and you just basically assimilate more body parts, which include new weapons, um, different enemies come out, and you can basically steal what they've got. So if a guy comes out with an Uzi, he's firing at you, you kill him, you can steal that limb, and you're basically just becoming this blob, which allows you to have more arms, more weapons, and so you can shoot more. Um, however, you're a bigger target as well. And the okay. health system works as in, it's, it's one-to-one. So you get, you get hit, you lose a body part um, and it's random. So you want to have a lot of mass, um, but the problem with that is that it slows you down and you have three stats. So mass, speed, and lethality. I think <laughs> le- lethality is just how many weapons you have. Basically. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, speed and mass seem to be the most important. Like mass is kind of your health. Um, so the more body parts you have, yeah, you can just take a bunch of hits. Mm. Um, which sometimes you might need because if you, all you have is melee and they're shooting at you, uh, yeah, you, bits of just you are going to fly off. Um, but uh, it does make you extremely slow. Yeah. You only have these two little pin legs. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and you just sort of take on a wave of enemies and it feels like a bit of like a power fantasy kind of game as in like, uh, I think that was one of my um, issues that I had with the game. Uh, overall, I think it's it's great. It was really fun. It, it and it has a lot of potential. Um, one of my gripes is that it, it plays into this double-edged sword of the power fantasy game, where when you are winning, you feel great and it's really fun and hilarious to kind of have this like misshapen L body with muscular arms punching while you also shoot pistols, mm. um, and nothing can kind of get at you. Um, but because it's randomized, I remember starting one game and all I could choose was to have a fish and then enemy spawn with guns and I immediately died. And yeah, so I had to okay. respawn, um, which seems to be the nature of the game. But at the same time, I, I think it happened twice in a row. And so that was one where I was a bit like, oh, that's not so much a strategy thing. Not that that's what it's about, but it did. It was one of those things where you're like, uh, that, that was that wasn't my bad. Like, not that I want to win all the time. Oh no, but rather like it feels like that there should be some sort of failsafe that's sort of programmed in for the first couple of waves where they can't just come in and insta kill. Yeah, you. like I, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely uh, programming something to do with the way that 
because it seems most reliant on items. It it, yeah, it feels yeah. really reminiscent of like a a wave roguelite, except because we've both played a lot of roguelite games. Yeah, um, I mean, as in this has been the flavor of gaming for the last yeah, like, maybe five and, years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, many a great indie darling has been a roguelite, but Definitely, um, yeah. Generally, the gameplay of that is that you it's really based on like the items that you have and what you find. Especially in just like roguelite games, you would start out with like other stats or more health or something like yeah, that. But yeah. within this one, if you get hit once before you actually start going, you just die. Yeah. Like, and there's nothing really you can do about that. Yeah, there's yeah. not really any like saving grace there. It's like if as long as you pretty much if you just don't get like a good weapon like a gun or a okay i can see the frustration here yeah it, it, it yeah it became and i read some of the comments which was similar that was like the guns feel a bit overpowered mm. um and and i agreed although like i really enjoyed having the guns as well cuz that that created this really fun possibility in terms of the potential of the game like i i i think if it was going to be a bigger game mm. with more levels and not just a wave shooter you can do really fun things because um, with the body assimilating thing, there's the button to do it. But I found out later as well, you can click and drag with the mouse. Mm. And that created this interesting idea where you can choose where something goes on you. Okay. And so the idea of making a a wall of bean men <laughs> and then just having like a wave of bullets cover the screen, which yeah. is still kind of like... Which is jank, but yeah, yeah. funny to think about if it if it was a bigger game to be like this is how I strategize with my assimilation. Yeah, if I'm getting a lot of guns, and the other one would be like if you're only getting melee, you could just make this sort of like really long shape, so you've got a lot of reach. Yeah, yeah. Um, the potential there is really fun, and I also like the idea of like if it wasn't just a wave shooter, like I could still see that even while playing, um, and just killing people. Yeah. Um. That, uh, you know, you could have really fun levels in terms of, like, how you shape the bean body to get around things. Or I need to kill things or remove things from me. Um, Like, it was interesting that there was a lot of potential in the mechanics there, even though it was just for this wave thing. So, I think part of that was what I really liked about it. I enjoyed the gameplay loop. um, And it's most of the critiques is more wanting to see more and not yeah. too many improvements because um, it, seemed, it seemed really well put together. And also, I think at, in that entry uh, of the Game Jam, I think it was a Game Maker's Toolkit um, Jam. Oh, okay, yeah. It, out of 5,723 entries, mm. I think it came 51. It's pretty so, good. Pretty good. It, it, so it definitely, like, like I'd played it before. It caught, it, it caught that, attention. And then, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, and that team of people uh, who I think are called the Cool Kid Gang, um, <laughs> yeah, which is great. I mean, I like uh, that, yeah. they. As they far as you developer like, team names yeah, go, yeah, they seem to be making a lot of games um, or members switch in and out, artists and that kind of thing. Yeah, but um, yeah, they just seem really good, and so yeah, it was very enjoyable. I'll give it a eight out of ten. It seems like um, you could also just sort of like mix it up with the idea of almost being able to shed mass as well, like. If yeah, you're amassing totally. stuff and speeds a stat and, and a worry, like mm. having a button to then start shedding off beans, like if it if it evolved from a wave-based shooter into like more of a linear level sort of progression, mm, mm. then that could also just turn into puzzling moments where it's like, oh, okay, well, I've got a lot of health. I need to sacrifice this to get through this door or... Yeah, like 
It's it's, it's funny because it almost sounds like that uh, Elden Ring ripped off the idea of just amassing body parts in with <laughs> yeah, this I, game. I love that idea that in the interview it was just like I played Bean Guys. <laughs> The idea that what's his name? Oh again? no, uh, George R. Martin. Yeah, just George like R. R. Martin sitting there not writing the next book, and he's just playing this game called uh, Bean Guys. So I was on the computer, and I was just playing Bean Guys over and over. I don't know what the cunt sounds like. <laughs> no, I just I I love the idea of <laughs> I love the idea of Richard Nixon playing. Dark oh, it really was. Yeah. Ri- oh no, I really did Nixon, didn't well, I? We need to light the fire. <laughs> I'm going to spark my homeward bone. <laughs> I'm the pygmy. <laughs> I'm the pygmy soul. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. All right. Um, uh, yeah, and on to your game, I suppose. Yeah, I was about to uh, enter segue here. So my prompt for Nick was the word metallic. Yeah. And so, I mean, funnily enough, for your games, I assumed there'd be a lot of farting. Yeah, there was surprisingly a lot less of that, but there was an obsession with being a bean. Yeah, that I feel like is an internet thing that definitely circumvented us due to our age, but it's mm. definitely something that I know from my younger friends who are like in their teens right now definitely have this weird... Like, have you ever heard of Killer Bean? Don't don't look it up. It's not worth oh, your time. Oh, is it the coffee bean with the guns? Yeah. Yeah. That's. I think that's why your thing exists okay. in that same that realm. That makes a lot of sense. Just because it's almost like a bit of memory. Yeah. But so I'm glad it wasn't just a bunch of farting. So my, my ploy didn't work. But Metallic was interesting because it was just a lot of... Um, funnily enough, the main thing that came up in my searches was Metal Slug. And there's oh. like a lot of like Metal Slug fan sort of games. And so there was a great one that was not the game that I chose because mm. it was so short and just kind of like a little experience thing but it was called metals hug they've just moved the <laughs> s up and it's so funny because you boot it up and the creator is just going like <laughs> and you uh, hear the their big yeah, crush like, kind of crunchy like, yeah. very funny and i'm like yep good good um and all you can do is walk around and just hug the terrorists you don't have a gun you just walk around and it just do, like eat a hug do they attack you or no no they're they're lying on the floor really sad and then you hug them and a little heart comes above their head and then they just walk off. And then you do that and then just the game ends. So That's good. That was worth the 10 seconds it took to play the game. Yeah. But um, what I actually went with uh, was, uh, it was... I went through and was looking at a lot of the stuff. I went through a bunch of different things. I found a few tabletop things as well to mm. play, but I didn't think they were necessarily that good. The main thing, I the, the game I went with, rather was called um, Magic and Metal Zero by Midnight Spire Games. Mm. So that was pretty far up the list as far as like things under the met- metallic prompt. Um, and this was a game that was like made for like a summer game jam in 2020. So that meant that they had about two months to make this. Um, so it's like, uh, it is reminiscent of like a pen and paper dungeon crawler. Mm. So think things like um, Legends of Grimrock. It kind of has that sort of like text RPG adventure sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, okay. Um, and the pixel style is really interesting. Kind of think more of a like bright, colorful sort of like doom sort of thing. It's like grid based. Okay. But like you can see the walls are textures that you can just sort of walk past and stuff like oh, that. Like that yes, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not gotcha, 3D. Gotcha. It's like a flat image. 
that is like a wall that is it's yeah mm -hmm. so it's a just a grid-based sort of rpg you get five characters um and this was one of the gripes i had not to go on to gripes really no, quick please. early on but you go and you set the tutorial up because you can choose whether or not to have it or not yep um and you go through it and it sort of says your first character is the heavy hitter they do this and they don't have any magic the second person is your um half, like half battle mage like they do oh, this yeah. and this and it's like very just like very obviously what they are and how to play them and nothing else there was no yeah. flavor text about the character at all i found out later though that in the PDF, which is provided as well, kind oh, of like okay. a little game manual, which oh, was kind nice. of like yeah, that's an interesting little th like let retro throwback. That was thing. I thought that was nice, um, and I'll get to that later. Mm -hmm. But they do have more flavor text for each of the characters in there gotcha. that is beyond gameplay. But um, beyond that, um, you sort of walk around. You're in this little sort of clock tower museum. Basically, you've been called there. Uh, by the owner of the museum, and they've be just been saying that their clock tower, clockwork, like machines that they have, because the whole museum is full of a bunch of clock tower, clockwork. Oh, uh, yeah, like um, machines, basically. Mm. Think like fantasy settings, so they're all sort of like steampunky, like baroque work kind of. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Cool. So they've gone all haywire, and they need people to come in here and figure out how to stop it. And that's sort of where you come in. You go in there. The whole place is deserted because it's kind of supposed to be a tourist attraction. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. And this is all sort of like flavor text. And that's all really well written comparatively, like in contrast to the character stuff. At the yeah, beginning. yeah. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, so it's random encounters for most of it. But there are big triangles on the map that are just encounters that are set. And so those are the ones that you kind of have to train up for, find loot, and get strong enough for to then fight those encounters because there are story-based things or more chests hidden behind them. Mm -hmm. So you can mill around and grind up against random enemies, but beyond that, that's pretty much it. So you've got melee damage, you've got magic stuff, mm. you know, classic things. One of the, you know, like we'll, we'll go back to like the PDF thing, which I thought was really great because mm -hmm. while the tutorial was pretty straightforward and dry... There was parts of it that I was questioning on how a lot of it worked. Like, for example, when you're in battle, you've got five people, but the turn order of the people isn't really determined by anything that you can see. Okay. So is it more like a random order? Do you Is it visually represented, the turn-based thing? Or? So this is the thing. The person whose turn it is, is represented, but not anyone who's coming up. Like, there's oh. no turn order, so you can't really... It's not like a planning... Exactly, yeah. so you can't really plan around that. If you know... Because it's like, the programming side of it, from what I read in the PDF, is very heavily based around, like, dice rolls. Gotcha. So everyone has, like, a base oh, stat, right. plus their speed or their dexterity that determines which way they go in the order. And so you just kind of need to know that. Yeah. And so... You know, you can just look that at your like look up your character's stats, mm. and if you look at the PDF, you can tell. Um, I'll just like have a better idea of when someone would or who's more likely to go. Yeah, exactly, and that will change obviously with like stat debuffs and everything. But the problem is that like it's not visually represented, so you'd need yeah. to kind of really keep track of that, like in an act like in a actual tabletop sort of fashion, as opposed to like a video game. Yeah, like almost as if you would be referring to the PDF as as you play, which maybe old games like that 
was the case. Because yeah. um, it sounds like a bit of a, th- a throwback game, but I can understand like coming into it and that not being an element of the tutorial yeah. um, being a bit jarring. Well, that was the thing. And so I got to a certain point playing it where I was like, "What's? I don't understand why this guy went two times and then the yeah. guy at the end of my party went. And so I had to look that up in the PDF, which was fine. Yeah. Like, I think that's okay. But the fact that there is no indication on who's going next means that it's really hard to choose whether or not you want to heal someone on a turn or you want to buff oh, someone. Yeah, that's true. kind of like another element of mm. uh, strategy that I kind of missed from that sort of game. Um, so, you know, there's like... and This is the thing. The, the manual was great. It showed... Mm. It, filled up a lot of gaps that wouldn't necessarily need to be told to you in the tutorial, but knowing it later down the track, playing the game kind of felt a lot better, like you would understand it a bit more. Yeah, okay. Um, there was a lot of puzzles in... Well, there's a big main puzzle, basically. Okay. And it sort of is implying that you'll have to write stuff down, which is fine, again, oh, if, yep. if you're hearkening back to... That's t- a classic. Like, yeah, pe- pen and yeah, paper yeah. RPGs. And I'm actually never above writing things no, down. No, not at all. I, and I think... Uh, you know, often games um, assume or will give you that, like, hey, just uh, let you know, maybe you want to remember this uh, thing I'm saying. Yeah, definitely. I, and, you know, most modern games will obviously, like, remember it for you a lot of the time. But I do appreciate a game that tells you at the top of it that you need to pay attention and write things down mm. and have notes of your own as opposed to the game keeping track of it all the time. Like, that... I, I really like. I can understand as far as the designing point of view, there's mm, a mm. big pitfall that could happen there. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, as as someone who's like dabbled in a lot of mystery games and detective things, mm, mm. I, I just like that as a concept. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Vi- visually, the game was really fun. Like all of the characters, I, I think all of the characters are female, even like the protagonists and like the villains and the, I'm not sure of like the monsters because I think the monsters oh, are- Oh, in terms of like, yeah. Sound effect or who's d- doing that? There, there is no. It's just like visually. Oh, and then right. and then in referring to the PDF, they're all female. I see, which oh, is great. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, nice to good. have like a, a different. Particularly if it's if it's harkening back to days of yore where it would most likely be character creation, vanilla preset one paladin. Yeah, exactly. I am knight. I am boy knight, and then there's one female rogue. Or some yeah, shit there like is that. one scantily clad magician. Yeah, um, this one was great. Um, so you had like a good swath of like representation there, which is really nice. It does have like while you know you're fighting pretty similar enemies, like they all had really funny ideas. Like the main enemy you're fighting are rats that have escaped the cloakroom because everyone escaped <laughs> without their coats, and so all these rats have put it on their capes and cloaks uh, and coats. Right, that's an interesting theme. Yeah, so you're fighting a cloak rat. There was um, the waiter clockwork bot. So like the main one you're fighting is like a clockwork robot with a uh, like bell cloche, mm-hmm. like sort of a serving platter, and then uh, probably gonna have to say in my top ten all time slimes. Oh, yeah! This is going to be something that's going to come back. This is a slime design. Mm -hmm. Some good slime design. This is going to be a segment that's going to keep reoccurring. Uh, Probably one like really just a really good slime. I think it was just called scum. Ooh, it's like it wasn't called slime, which is good. No, yeah, I I already I'm into that. I like that they spun it on its head a little bit, but the fact that it it just looked great. It, It just like. It wasn't just like an amorphous sort of blob. It had like this really good sort of movement and rhythm to it. 
and they were really hard to fight. So it's oh, like wow. flipping the script on that as well. We're like slimes are not like the base enemy either. Yeah, well, it, it's interesting how that seems to be the way that goes that between pen and paper or like digital games, the slime will either be something that you murder thousands of mm. or will kill you well, it slowly. Is As far as like what um, D&D is concerned, yeah. you've got the cube of slime which yeah, sort of yeah. eradicates you pretty hard. Um, so I, I also like... That it works uh, thematically there as well. Because if you call it scum and it is a slime, the assumption there is that like, oh, gross, I'll just kill it. Mm. Um, but then if it is hard, then it's also kind of like, you you scum. Yeah, yeah, you scum. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, yeah, it's better than calling someone... A, well, actually, no. Calling someone a slime is pretty good, though. Yeah. You slime. <laughs> you absolute slime. <laughs> um, the other main mechanic with the game, beyond like sort of the spell casting and stuff like that, and the you know regular... Com- regular combat mm. was the row based combat so you have five people in your party right mm. the way that they're set up is that the three at the front are in the first row okay and so the three melee fighters are at the front uh, and then right. the two other characters you've got are behind you okay and so they're consisting of the back row because they're spell casters yeah okay. they can get ranged weapons or weapons that have reach so like one of them, I think early on you get a sling and then they can have a really weak attack as well if yeah, they run out of magic. Okay. But if they find a weapon that has like a reach of like M or L or something oh, like, like that. Oh, like a spear or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. They can actually reach um, okay. to the front row or the back row from there. Um, but the kind of game play mechanic there is that you kind of want those people just to be spellcasters. And then the other people kind of a mixture yeah. of just like fighting and then sort of healing each other and sort of mm, buffing mm, basically. Mm. Um, and I thought there was a lot of great potential with that, with the row-based combat, like f- having to think about what kind of enemies are behind the front row, what they'll do, if they can buff them, mm. how you're supposed to fight those things, because there's a few spells that just target individual enemies, but then a few that target an entire row. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't get far enough in the game. I played it for about two hours and I okay. only got to the basement. Um, and so I, I don't think a lot of row-based combat was happening, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I would be really curious to see if they do do some other stuff with that because there's a lot of like really good potential yeah. as far as game design there. Like, you know, top of my head, like if you can swap out enemies from back to front rows to like yeah, you know, darkest dungeon like style. Positioning kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Or like th- there was a game that I played that everyone would know called Super Paper Mario, uh... the Origami King. And that came out... I don't know, maybe two years ago at this point. Mm. And they, I mean, kudos to them. They really try to change up the RPG mechanic sort of thing. But with their whole thing, they have you fight on a circle grid. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah. And that was one of the biggest whiffs ever because it had so much potential for you to really sort of have a bunch of interesting moves to try and fight in full 360. But that wasn't the case. It was just like line all the enemies up so you can hit them. Yeah. And that was kind of like, for me, that's kind of what this is sort of bringing back to the table. It's like the idea of row-based combat, figuring out how to fight enemies in front and behind you or Mm -hmm. like, you know, in different... Like, this is kind of what I was thinking the entire time. It's like, if you're going to have multiple rows or back-to-front combat, you need to have really interesting ways to interact with that. Yeah, yeah. Cause, and I think that's something that a lot of like turn-based RPGs are kind of missing is that like it's most of the time just like click heal, click attack, whatever, and to see if you can 
tank the hits or like fight the the yeah, amount of enemies yeah. you have. But thinking about it spatially in those uh, fights would make like a, like really refresh that kind of genre for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, one of the not main gripes, but the the level music for that first level was oh, oh my yeah, you god yeah it, it was pretty grating like i had to turn it off halfway through thank god they give you the option mm-hmm. um but then going down a floor that tune was a bop all uh, right it, it would have been a little bit it would have been helped a lot if it had like battle music or something like that or a bit oh, of like a theme yeah just to break it apart just to break it apart a little i didn't feel like i wouldn't have gotten so over it so quickly if there was like a little battle tune yeah, possibly gotcha the one other thing I would say is that it's classic uh, pen and paper where you click a drop-down menu and it'll give you a bunch of options. And one of the options is search. Okay. Now, for majority of the game, from what I saw, you'll just walk around and click space on an item and you'll just open it anyway or look at it or talk to it. Right. Um, but then when I got downstairs, there were floating uh, exclamation marks. Okay. And you would click on it, or rather you'd press space at it, um, and it would go, oh, this wine rack, surely there's something else here useful. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I have to search then. Mm. Whereas, like, it's kind of silly because the the exclamation mark is, like, huge. It's in the middle of the screen. It's a big triangle with an exclamation mark in the middle of it. And then instead of just, like, letting you get it, like everything else they've been doing, they make you do the search function. I think that could have been something that was a little bit more subtle and rewarding for the player. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to a big exclamation mark, maybe having something twinkling on that tile or something like that if you're looking at it long enough. Mm -hmm. Or possibly, since all of the tiles are the same for those wine casks, or like the rather the racks of wine bottles, having one of them be a different color or something to the other ones, and then using the search function. Yeah, yeah. That might be possibly something they deal with later on, but for that point in time it was just sort of like well looks like you clicked on me but you didn't click the right way and it's like eh. yeah yeah and then it sort of just becomes a process of elimination kind of chore where you're like oh well no matter what i know i yeah search here or something like that because the way it's designed is quite linear like you're looking for the gear that you need to then continue on and there's not really in that way with like legends of grimrock there's not enough room for, say, like, secret things to be hidden. Obviously, it's a yeah, shorter game, yeah. and comparatively, obviously. Um, but that's something I felt like that could have been tweaked a little bit just to make it a bit more of a... Just feel a bit more like an uh, adventure game. Like, there are things hidden yeah, that you need I, to perceive rather than just sort of go up and click the button. I think um, it's it's certainly in that kind of way, um, and it's difficult because it, it sort of fits in that niche whenever you do old school kind of games like that where something is either very cut and dry and simple or minimalist or it is actually just painfully advanced or, or involved yeah and so it's it's difficult whenever you get those sort of things where i mean when you said exclamation mark for search it just made me think of uh world of warcraft where someone just has a yellow exclamation thing above their head and they just say uh, killed 10 boar yep. and that's fine and, and that understands but that visual sort of works in terms of like i just want to find things and grind that's the nature of this game uh, and then when it kind of gets to that where it's like i need a thing i need to search there is a search place mm. it's sort of more like okay well that's just what i need to do there's no real 
you know, fun in the same way of like what the word search evokes where it's like you're looking for a thing. What will you find? Um, it sort of takes it away if it's like it's over here and it's what you need. Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, I understand that these games are like made quite short. Uh, and like in t- short time oh, yeah, spans, or like constraints so obviously and things like, like that. you can't make it feel like it's unwinnable. No, no. Especially if it's like an RPG that you want someone to, that's a narrative to, RPG to get through, to as, get well, through yeah. as well. I can get that. Um, you know, all that being said, um, it was really competent in the way that the combat worked, like the way that you cast spells and everything. Like, you know, you have your classic, like soak damage a bit more, uh, do more damage to the enemy you know, stun them, freeze mm-hmm. them for a little bit, you know, Classic. like, and now, you know, expanding upon that a bit more, it seemed like it was more reliant on you definitely having enough magic to be able to put the, the, the status effects on the enemies, just so you'd be able to do enough damage to them and not die, mm, Okay, which is, I think a good thing. It's just one of those things where the game is also kind of dependent on you getting through a big encounter running back to the safe room that you can heal in, doing that, getting all your mana back, and then running back down, which feels a bit, not cheap, but just sort of like, they kind of imply it as well. It's like, you don't feel precious about saving a bunch or just running back to the uh, the safe room and camping and getting all of your HP and mana back. It's just one of those things where it doesn't encourage dynamic gameplay in that sense where it's like, you know, figure out how to cheese the game. I'm going to tell you how to cheese the game. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to, like, surviving the onslaught. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, But otherwise, like, art style, really good. It was really well written. Like, all of the um, the NPC dialogue and all of the flavor text looking in the different rooms and stuff like that, all really good, all really good atmospheric mm. stuff. The setting's all fantastic. And the art style's really good, too. Like, I like the way that you walk around this grid-based sort of pixel tavern basically mm. that it, it looks nice it's got like this fun draw distance thing where once you get close enough the, oh okay oh the fog almost disappears not uh, like, but it's almost like a black like, pixel fog oh okay yeah 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 Yeah. and speaking of ui like hud elements and things like that it's actually really surprisingly easy to control it's not mouse based at all it's just keyboard. yeah okay yeah it's just that's keyboard pretty driven and so like you know they get they lay it out for you pretty straight so once you know what to do you just tab look at your inventory, I'll give you this, I'll give you that, let's keep going sort of thing. There's, You don't get bogged down too hard in it, which is great. Mm. Yeah, it's very, very, very sl- like very clean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So honestly, yeah, I, I think it's something that I would continue to play. Yeah, oh, It seems good. simple enough to sort of get through it. It seems like it, I'd probably be able to finish it in like another sitting or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was, just, it was just really fun, honestly. I think there's a lot of potential in some of the ideas in there, but then everything else that was sort of executed in it was executed pretty damn well. Yeah. I would say. Okay. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. Anyway, but um funnily enough, yeah, no <laughs> no shitty games, nothing really no, to dunk on no. this week. Actually just like a lot of really good game discussion, I guess. Mm, yeah. Like and like mm. a lot of good like idea generation. Like especially the bean game you were talking about had like a lot of cool Yeah, interesting... there's been some interesting mechanics actually um yeah. brought to the table or like explored and added on to um like uh yeah it's interesting that both games seem to play off something else similar mm. um but are just doing it yeah slightly differently um which is which is kind of what you want i guess you don't really want a one to one recreation of that thing no, you've played well, uh, this is it 
And it's like, you know, I one of the main reasons we wanted to do this was also just inspiration for our stuff. Yeah, and you know. like seeing what's out there and sort of... Because it is in that same way where it's not sort of like you're looking for the next AAA title to add onto a franchise, but you, you actually get an opportunity to see what people are doing within even the notion of like mechanics or, or UI or yeah. design. Because um, you might not find a game that you'll play forever, but... Uh, something that someone's done is kind of like, wow, shit, that's a really good quality of life thing that I wish mm. this genre did more. It's also one of those things where it's like a stopgap thing for us, especially for the amount of games that are coming out now. There's a lot, but as far as quality things that I really want to play, there's big droughts in gaming. There's like yeah. huge, there's like three or four months at a time before anything that is really exciting, whether that be AAA or indie anyway, will be coming out at mm. all. So it's nice to have this as an... I mean, and this is one of the great things about Itch.io. It's like a big grab bag. Yeah. You can find something in here that you would definitely want to continue to play or follow that developer, or you can just find, like, a, a night's worth of memery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's going to do us for this week, guys. Um, The way that we're going to finish these shows is, uh, on the spot, we're going to then... Uh, get each other's prompts right away so you guys know what you're going to be looking forward to next week. Mm. So, Stu, why don't you kick us off? I'm going to throw you in the deep end. Uh, yeah, fuck you. Sure, your prompt is paint. Paint. Okay, cool. Yeah, okay, I could see there being a lot of stuff with that. I'm going to say that your prompt is balls. Mm. I mean, listen, there's some potential for something there, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, theming. Yeah, yeah. There isn't any young people memory with balls, is there? There isn't a killer ball movie that I need to see. Oh, I don't know. I mean, listen, I've not talked to the youth in a while. I'm it's making no. us sound so old. <laughs> Fuck me. Anyway. I'm 50. Well, anyway, um, that's going to do it for us. Uh, thanks to Faxing um, from the album Data Entry for the intro theme. Um, and, and thanks to Amy Mason for the podcast art. Um, yeah. We'll see you all guys next week. All right, scratch that itch. Get those keys. <laughs>